Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts, joined by Nate here today. And we are breaking down some great topics today, uh, some great stats, some great sports data, sports card data. And I'm really excited for you all to be here because today our topic is going to be for the second half or the second 75% of the show. I should not second, that's impossible. For the uh, back three-fourths of the show, it's going to be, uh, what do you say? I said, there you go. No, no, it's going to be, uh, should you uh, only buy rookie cards? And it's a question that I'm not really, I didn't really, really know how to title this live stream, but that's the question. And we're going to dig around between some rookie cards, and as Nate likes to call them, the dumb 18th year cards or 20th year cards of guys like Brady and LeBron. And, uh, well, we're not even really using a LeBron card today other than the one you see on the title, because the LeBron PSA 9 Gold uh, 2020 Prism did sell for, $204,000 on Saturday through Golden Auctions, uh, which is a pretty crazy sale. So we're going to have some good time looking at some sales, Dad, but I want to welcome everyone to the show. Uh, thanks for coming. Drop a comment in the show if you made it so far, and I will be sure to say hi. And, Nate, uh, thanks for thanks for joining once again. Let's get some. Let's yes, get, sir. Let's All right, we're just going to jump in right away because there's a lot of topics today, lots of topics. So first thing here is from Instagram. Uh, just a couple of quick news uh, reportings to ha be had. Tony's in the house. How's it going, Tony? And uh, Ryan, what's up? Uh, doing very well. Glad to see you two here tonight. First two pieces of the news both come from the non-main sport categories. Of course, uh, Marvel's a non-sport category. But Formula One is a very up-and-coming and, and uh, fast-paced growing category that we've talked about in past live streams. But the Lewis Hamilton 2020 Sapphire Pepper Dash, one of one of the portrait shot, which is card number one in the set, was pulled this past week. And I would venture to guess, Nate, that this will sell for over $200,000. I know there's some people in the comments saying that this is why so much for a NASCAR card. So clearly, there's a portion of the market that don't even know. It doesn't understand. It doesn't even know what it is yet, you know? Um, you know what I learned about F1 today? What? On the EA Sports Game Pass. Yes. So I, I went on there to start downloading FIFA so I could learn more about soccer through video games. Uh, there's F1 video games. Yeah, there is. Oscar loves it. Never knew. Yeah. I hear almost pretty found, I hear... Almost downloaded that instead. Oh, I would not have been happy about that. <laughs> well, actually, that would be fine too. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, FIFA's still not done downloading. It was downloading at like 20 megabytes a second. It's going to uh... take years. That is true. I'm just messing with you, though. But uh, we had a purple out of 10 sell on December 20th for $22,000 of Lewis Hamilton, uh, which is a pretty crazy sale as well. It's a big-time sale. And this one of one, I'm sure, is going to sell for over 10 times that. I would not be surprised. The high-end market uh, between all of the marketplaces now is crazy, no matter what it is. Yeah, Nate? I did see somebody said there was something wrong with the purple, and they thought it would be a, like a PSA 7, and therefore they thought it sold low. Yeah, no, that's fair. I actually think I saw that too. Someone might have sent us a message. I forgot to respond to that one though. Something about uh, you know back edge chipping on it, but that's just about every single color in Formula One. Some get seven, some get eight, some get sixes. The only possible thing I can think about is that maybe they're hinting at that they're they said something about there being a PSA four, and potentially people were worried that this was the PSA four and it's cracked and resold raw. Mm. Um, you know, if if it doesn't say seven on the label then it could, you know, be the four. Who knows? But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And then on the right side of the screen here, we have a new record for Marvel. Um, this broke the record of the PSA 9 that Nate and Dave talked about. Dave's card, the red out of 50, sorry, red out of 100 uh, PSA 9. 
from that was in December's uh, premier auction through PWCC. It sold for seventy-two thousand. This is the blue out of fifty BGS nine that sold for one hundred thirty-two thousand. But Nate, this is a BGS nine. And look at these corners. I can see white. You don't even have to zoom in. I can see white on the top left one. Top without left. even zooming in. But look at the bottom right edge. Yeah, the, yeah, it's not good. What the corners get? It got an eight point five, but I venture to say this would not grade a nine through PSA. I I would be shocked if this got nine through PSA. I uh, hope so for one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars though for the blue out of fifty from the same set that the red one sold for for seventy-two k, which is a huge sale. Can you imagine? Brian, go ahead. Could you imagine in twenty fifteen? getting one of those in a box and being like okay spider-man number to 50 woo and then looking up looking up and a well-graded one is one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. like six years later you see this number two hundred seventy thousand percent increase that's that's two hundred seventy thousand percent increase like this the last sale of this card that i could find through card ladder sales history was $49 $49 for a raw back in 2013 or 15 or something. Oh yeah. Goodness I gracious. Know. I know that was the type of card probably that people, even if it hit $100 were probably just like too lazy to figure it out or to go and list on eBay, you know? So that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to sell for that. Long. I wonder, I wonder if there's still a, there's gotta be boxes with those sitting in them still, but oh, yeah. somebody somewhere is sitting on probably a hundred thousand dollar card with, and we'll never realize it. Just like shoved in a binder somewhere or something like that. I always wonder how many cards are like that. Ryan says, uh, does Lewis have a rookie? He has one horizontal card that was like back in the early 2000s. Yam- at Yamwax and Instagram posted a story about it, but I can't remember what it is. There's only one grade by PSA. I think it's a PSA 80. He's calling it the ha- uh, Holy Grail of Hamilton's. I think he posted that because of when this one of one was pulled. Couple more updates here is for PWCC. Um, obviously, as a lot of you guys know, we're partner with PWCC. We've done a lot of different YouTube live coverage through bidding sessions, each uh, monthly auction they've held for October, November, and December. And in 2022, they are switching to the Sunday auction format where every single Sunday an auction will close. There's no more of this like one week, just insane cram to bid on items through PWCC. It's going to be every single Sunday. Uh, live, it, we'll, we will be doing live extended bidding during these uh, bidding sessions every single Sunday. And that's the first auction kicks off January 13th, which is this Thursday. And new in 2022 also is that there are no uh, vault fees. There's no storage fees for PWCC now. So if you s- send your cards to them, uh, they will scan them, title them, store them, insure them all for free. The only possible fee that could come uh, for a card that you would then pay for is let's just say like, I were to sell a card to Nate and I need to ship it from my vault to Nate, I would put in Nate's address and send it to him and I'd pay 1% of the insured value of it. So that's the only time you'd have to pay a fee. If you sell it through PWCC's marketplace, either auctions or fixed price, there's no fees at all. So that's pretty huge news. Um, going forward, this is in perpetuity now, or at least, you know, as of right now, that's what I know um, is that, is that this is what the plan is. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's a big deal for sure. Cool. Yeah, this is a great question. Michael says, do you guys think high modern sports card prices are inflated? Michael, that's an excellent question because I think a lot of today's show, what we will be doing is looking at these cards that have just exploded in price, the high-end cards, and we'll have a great discussion about that. So we'll hold that thought and we'll move into that in a little bit. Nate's going to take us into some sports talk here. So we got we got a nice 10 minutes here to cover some sports talks. So we're going to fly through these. 
Ayo, I like it. I am I am a, a known flyer through things. So you can see here we've got a blue graph and a green graph. The blue is the mosaic pink Justin Herbert, PSA 10. The green is the mosaic pink uh, Tua Tega Viola or Tungo Viola, uh, PSA 10. And you'll notice that if you look down below, obviously the Justin Herbert is priced much higher. Justin Herbert is a better player. Um, but you'll notice a percent change throughout the I, year. I read off those prices for those who are going to listen to the podcast later. Oh, yep, yep. So Herbert started at $380 this year, ended at $227. Tua started at $174, ended at $56. So the dollar change is more for Herbert, but the percent change is lower. Herbert changed 40%, and Tua changed 67%. Right. Um, wh what I found interesting is that, A, both these teams – um, we're pretty good teams. The Chargers are right there for the playoffs. Uh, and yet Herbert went down in price. And that has a lot to do with non-numbered, even though it's pink, non-numbered cards have uh, struggled this year. But do this got me thinking. Card, do you say what? which card it was? I don't remember. Mosaic pink. All right, cool. Camel. Yeah, yeah. So this got me thinking. So you'll notice Miami and the Chargers, both 9-8, and eight, both one win away from the playoffs. Uh, Miami took Tua number fifth. Uh, last year, and Justin Herbert went sixth to the Chargers. Now, if you go to the next slide, this is the what happened because of those two picks. Same record. Same exact record this year, but because the Dolphins drafted Tua, Brian Flores was fired, Brandon Staley still has a job. If the Dolphins draft Justin Herbert and they go 9-7, and seven, Brian Flores probably still has a job. And I was reading uh, on the ringer that Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert. The GM and the owner of the Dolphins wanted Tua. Brian Flores was never a fan of Tua's. And since that point, they just couldn't get on the same page. So Brian Flores, despite being a good coach and vastly overachieving with the amount of talent he had, got fired because of one guy, Tua. And that's not Tua's fault either. It's not Tua's fault. It's not Tua's fault. Um, it's just crazy how if they draft Justin Herbert, he still has a job. Yeah. And they're probably way better than nine and seven, considering how well he performed with those Dolphins teams uh, the last couple of years, despite, you know, trading away the Minka Fitzpatrick's of the world. Um, and so it just it just was crazy to me looking at it and being like, wow, you know, one pick difference changed the entire outcome of Brian Flores's career and probably also, you know, to his career. If he goes to a place that actually wants him with a head coach that actually wants him and will play him instead of benching him for Ryan Fitzpatrick multiple times his rookie year, who knows what might happen to him. Isn't um, that funny? And I think that just points how important it is for good situations for players, uh, you know, out of the draft. Trevor Lawrence had a great game against the, the Colts and kept them out of the playoffs. But for a lot of the year, obviously, it just did not go well. But that's not necessarily Trevor Lawrence's fault either. Not that I didn't watch any of his games, so I don't want to like sound like that. I know what I'm talking about because I don't. But all I know is that you could be Josh Rosen and land in some situations you'll just constantly fail. Not that he was good either. Daniel Jones on the Giants, Sam Darnold on the Jets, and on the Panthers, you know, and you'll just never get out of it. Yeah. So when you're it, buying it, cards, be, be very mindful of that when buying cards. It's as much about the team as it is the player itself, too. It is. Also, what blows my mind is you've got a guy in Brian Flores who overachieved with the talent he was given. And you have a guy like Tua, and I get you spent the fifth pick on him, but quarterbacks come and go all the time and high pick quarterbacks fail all the time if i am an organization that wants to win and i have a coach that is taking talent that probably shouldn't be winning as much and winning with brian flores and i he's an intense guy 
He's a very intense guy, and that probably rubs some people the wrong way. But like, it is the NFL. I'm taking Brian Flores over Tua, and I love Tua. But I'm taking Brian Flores. If I have to choose between them, I'm taking Brian Flores all day over uh, Tua because Brian Flores is actually getting that team to win games despite the talent around. I... But it's just crazy to me that Justin Herbert basically changed the fortunes of these two guys. These two guys right here. And what about this one? I think his name's pronounced Matt Rule, right? He yep. kept his job after going two and twelve in the last fourteen for the Panthers. Yikes. I mean that. That's that's a. I I don't actually think Flores failed. I think the communication between the GM, the owner, and um, the head coach failed, but Flores didn't fail. He was a fine coach. Uh, but Matt Rule, what are you going to do? Christian McCaffrey's already always out. He hasn't yeah. really been given a quarterback. His quarterbacks have been Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Kyle Allen, Cam, um, and Sam Darnold, Cam Newton. Yeah. I agree. And that Cam Newton, when he like wasn't Cam Newton, beast, you know. Yeah. All right, Andrew, may I comment here? Do you see the 2011 Ronaldo Messi Panini sticker PSA 10 that sold for $20,000 through Golden? The PSA 10 is a, top, is a pop one, but interesting to see that big of a gap over the nine that sold for 1.7K in the same auction. I saw that that card was listed. I knew it was a pop one, but I didn't see the final sale price. 20000 pretty insane, if you ask me. I mean, I, I'd imagine there's that the sticker probably is not like hyper rare. Um, that's just a guess, though, because I'm going off of just stickers from 2010 till now. I know that there's some stickers that are rare, but uh, maybe this one is rare. I don't know if it's PSA Pop 1 rare. Maybe the conditions are, you know, it's going to be hard to grade going forward. But 20K is a whole lot of money you could use to go and buy a really nice graded copy of a Messi or uh, Ronaldo Mega Cracks rookie for sure. All right, let's uh, pop on to the next thing here. We oh, got some buy-in cards here of the two of them. This was here just to show that less people think that Justin Herbert's and Tua's markets are completely down no matter what. Not the case. If you buy high-end cards, you are doing really well. Clearly, you can see this uh, three-month trend here with – or six-month trend? Three-month trend? This, this is a – Three-month trend. Um, well, wait. Nate, it's six months for the Herbert, but it's a year for the Tua. Oh, well, interesting. Um, six months trend here for the Herbert Blue Ice, and you can see the price rise there. And the Tua, not drastic. It's like a 10% increase, but it's still an increase. Um, so if you buy premium cards, you can still get returns uh, no matter what. Plus, plus Her Herbert's had other cards that have increased for sure. It's not just the high end. I just I know you picked the Mosaic Camo PSA 10, which clearly a lot of those also have gotten crushed this year. But uh, even this Tua, though, if you pick this from the – from the same time frame as the Herbert, it would have picked this point here right under 3,000. I'm not sure why you had different timelines here, but no one either knows. way, that would have been a bigger increase. You know, that would have been another, that would have been an extra $800 actually. Yeah. But I just, I just wanted to bring that up because somebody was probably going to be like, yeah, but it's mosaic pink, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 yeah um, I actually looked, I looked at that blue ice at 10 today too, because I was comparing it to Burrow. And that's a fun discussion to have later. Maybe that's next week's topic is uh, football card off-season investing or something. But that's quite the graph. Uh, Talking about the Soto, though. So, Ilian, if that's how you say his name, Soto, the younger brother of Juan, signed a deal with the Nats today. He was expected to sign with the Mets. Apparently, he signed with the Nats instead. Obviously, Juan Soto's his brother, signing with the Nats, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it got me thinking. His prices are going to be absurd probably coming out of Bowman Chrome whenever he gets his first Bowman Chrome, right? Um, it like, always uh, happens. Yeah. It happens with Acuna's younger brother. 
Um, it will happen with Soto's younger brother. Just whether he deserves it or not, it will happen. And so it got me thinking, you have the first Bowman Chrome gold that sold of Juan Soto, September 16th, 2016, for $262 for a gold auto of Juan Soto. What do you think his brother's gold auto comes out of the gate at? Three grand or something? I mean, it's going to be multiple thousands, probably. Yeah. And just that you could go back five years. That's yeah, crazy. five five years and some months and put and buy this card for $260. Such a, just a crazy glimpse at where this market has gone. And that, that card in like a nine, five now is probably 50. Okay. I got to imagine if not more, yeah. that's, it's so crazy. Wild, wild, wild. And Jose says at $263 for a gold auto, what a time in the hobby, man, this sales data feature, the sales history feature on card ladder, it can make you really sad, really fast. If you want to go and look at some things you should have done in the past, and it, I will say for those that weren't in cards back in 2016, maybe not, but like for a guy like Nate who stared down Juan Soto color autos, probably at like $300. Uh, stared down yeah. some Sotos for sure. Yeah. Didn't, only pulled the trigger on a base when it got up to 135. And then I couldn't even pull the trigger on a second base at 135. You, you made the right call though, at least by one. Uh, in the comments right now, I just dropped a link. If you're listening to the podcast or YouTube later, there's a link in the description. That's a link to sign up for Card Ladder right now. Uh, and they pulled up that that sales data from 2016, the sales history on that card. Uh, that's one of the you know easiest ways to find all-time sales history. And that's not just through eBay. That's through 14 different sources. Uh, we started exclusive data partnership with them January 1st, 2022. They were on the show last week. Great team, great product. Um, absolutely unbelievable, actually, what this platform does, the features that we're going to show more today uh, as we are going to cover a large segment of the show with the Card Ladder Dab platform to bring up all the different charts. I think in the past, they had to take us like hours to do the amount of work we did today for this for this stream, like hours upon hours. Mm-hmm. Probably took us like an hour combined. To, oh, to it, did, it, did not, it did not take me much time. Well, I said combined because of the work I put into, yeah. but but uh, yeah, it just it was so quick because it's so easy to get your hands on the data that matters, and we can make all these different uh, insights and 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 discussion points on and projections and stuff, and, and it's a really fun fun platform to use. Uh, I I don't see us wasting much time in Carson Wentz at all, but they can give us some some the, some. This this news. was just a fun one in that when Carson Wentz got traded, the Eagles owed him a third round pick and a second round pick that could turn into a first round pick if he played 75% of the cold snaps or if he played 70% of the snaps and they made the playoffs. And now you can see that Carson Wentz was the reason they lost on Sunday and the reason they missed the playoffs. The Eagles made the playoffs despite trading Carson Wentz away and the Eagles still get Carson Wentz's first round pick or the Carson Wentz's the Colts first round pick. So it's like a triple whammy. Carson Wentz is the reason they missed the playoffs. The Eagles make the playoffs and you still lose your first round pick despite I, not making the playoffs and the team you traded with made the playoffs. I can guarantee you it wasn't Jonathan Taylor and the six other pro bowlers and the Colts that kept him from making the playoffs. Well, I mean, that offensive line did give up six sacks. So yeah. weren't they pretty hurt to end the year though, the O line? I know the the last part of the year they had a lot of injuries on the O line. Uh, we got an in-stream question here from uh, Vitan Lewis. Uh, let me know if I pronounced that wrong, which there's a good chance I did. With a wide range of grading companies now, how much does Pop 1 hold weight? For example, SGC, Pop 1, or HGA? Uh, that's an excellent question because we actually have a Lewandowski color blast that one in Las Vegas at the card show. Got an SGC 10. It is an SGC 10 Pop 1. 
and looked at PSA's pop report, and I think there's only one PSA 10. So I think if you do some uh, analysis between the different pop reports, and it actually is a rare card like the Lewandowski Color Blast, you have a pop one for SGC or HGA if you agree with them. I would not. Uh, but with SGC, that's where we send ours. Um, I would uh, I would say it matters. Um, it does matter. If you're talking like a pop one of, let's say, like a Christian Yelich, like 2013 update base rookie, just because only five people sent them there, that's not the case. I know there's more than that. But uh, I would say that doesn't matter at all then because there's plenty of PSA 10s out there. You just got to do some uh, cross analysis. And, Michael, that's a good point. Wentz wasn't the only t- reason why they lost the entire team to not show up. Uh, you gave up 26 points to the Jags. Yeah, it's going to yeah. It's gonna. It's not gonna go well. All right, this is a fun one here. We're definitely breaking that fifteen minute mark, but that's okay. Uh, we've got a question of the day here, and this is just more sports talk mixed with card data, which is why I want to put this in here. And I, we, we asked the question: Which NBA player will have the best ROI from today until the end of the 2021-22 season? Uh, I want everyone who wants to engage in this live stream right now, who's watching, to drop a comment for us and tell us which player you think is going to have the best ROI between now and the end of the season. Uh, we'll read off some of, the, some of them as we go throughout this discussion. But I want to point out that, like, it was like 20% of the comments was, like, a Grizzlies player. Is either Ja Morant, which is the player I commented, or is Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain. And I will say, like, Ja Morant to Desmond and Bain has been one of the best backcourts the entire season. And they've led them to now, what is it, like a six, seven, eight game win streak, something in that range, which is uh, – or seven or eight, I think, game win streak. And they blew out the Lakers again last night. And I wanted to break down some of their charts here on the pla- uh, or on the, the YouTube live here from Card Ladder because I think that there's, you know, I said John. I said John Moran because I think he's freaking awesome. I love how he plays. And I think that compared to some of the other guys out there in the market, i.e. like a Luca, uh, it's just hard to not think his stuff is undervalued. I mean, you've got Luca's Kaboom rookie PSA 10. It ended at like 50 or 60K. And here the current price for a, John Morant, Kaboom, BGS 9.5 is $7.4,000. Now, the high price was $9,000, but in the last year, and the first sale of the year was in March 15th in 2021, this gained $4,050. Current price is $7,400, so this thing more than doubled by now. The reason why I bring this thing up is because the entire theme of today's stream is like how much more can these cards go up in price, these rare cards? Because right here, this card's pretty rare. Um, I don't have the population on hand right now, but it definitely is not that high. Sold 10 times throughout the last year and went $4,000. Now, that's a lot. Now, if you look at over the last year's 2019 Prison Blue PSA 9, it's not the same thing. This thing started out high at the beginning of last year. The Kaboom did not. I mean, it started out more expensive than the Blue, but compared to the value today, it started out way lower. This one just about started out at the same value as the 2019 Prison Blue PSA 9. Um, now, the last time this blue sold, I think, was in uh, early December or late November. But then it dropped quite far in, into the summer, and then it rebounded in a big way. It doubled up from 1600 to 3200 for the 2019 Prison Blue of John Moran. Now, if you look at the Orange Ice BGS 9.5 from the beginning of the year until now, this is from Prism, it dropped 14% and it dropped $70 the BGS 9.5 of this card. When you look at these three charts here, you got three things going on. You got one, there's a Kaboom insert short print pack pulled off Crown Royale. has done very well over the past year. Prison Blue PSA 9, rare card, sought after, was probably a little overinflated because of how expensive the market was at the beginning of last year in 2021. 
but it dropped and then it rebounded in a big way, hinting towards performance driving his price, or at least the season coming back plus performance driving his price. You then look at the orange ice, and this thing's just all over the place. I mean, we're talking like dips, gains, dips, gains, big bounce back, big drop. And I'd also venture to guess out some of this price change in here, the volatility might be due to the subgrades or not subgrades on BGS 9.5s. Um, it's very hard to track 9.5 prices because of that fact of Beckett and how the prices kind of switches every single time based on the subgrades. But like this is three John Moran cards and three very different results on the card prices and the movement. I think if anything, something to take away from this is that it's not as easy as saying, oh, Lucas having, or this, this Luca card drops 75% because Luca's terrible. And I saw some comments like that on the post that I put up today um, that we're going to revisit here in a little bit. But a lot of it is just so card dependent, so card dependent. You really do need to make sure you're analyzing which cards are gaining value, not gaining value, and all this different stuff. But if you look at these three, you might tell yourself, okay, why need you buy that Kaboom right now? Because that well outperformed the others over the past year. But my question to Nate and to the entire chat here, and we can, we can see this trend more throughout the stream, but I'll ask the question right now. Has this Kaboom BGS 9.5 of Jaw or cards like this that have gained so much value over the last year, have they risen too much to where you already see that the sale and they hit a peak at 9,000 and then it dipped in the last sale? Is, was it, did this get overhyped too fast to where this is not the correct purchase right now if you're trying to buy John Morant? But instead, you should look after something maybe like this Prison Blue PSA 9 that has virtually not gone up much in value, a couple hundred dollars since the, since the beginning of the year. Obviously, it doubled since the dip, but um, a lot of stuff has doubled since the dip if they played well and the card regained value. Or you should also look at something like this Orange Ice um, or something like this card that has fallen a lot in price, has not done that well, but could then be poised to rise in the future. Of course, there's different scarcities to these cards. Um, and another thing I will say is that I, we do have an orange ice. It's an SGC 9.5. We actually committed it to the PWCC weekly auction, either going live uh, Thursday or the, thir the Thursday after that. Um, it, but this was one of the, I would say, like a little bit rarer cards that have dropped in value, which is why I picked it. So we do have one of these cards. I just want to make it known. But uh, this is a BGS 9.5. Nate, what's your take on that? Um, well, let's start with the orange ice because it's on the screen. I guess for me, I'm just a little worried about the prices of anything that is colored but not numbered. You see it in baseball. You see it in football. You see it in basketball. Um, even something as rare as like a prism blue retail or prism red retail, you expect it to go for higher prices than they do. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, orange ice, uh, a silver, green, pink ice, red ice, anything like that, I think – I don't, I don't know if that's coming back. I think maybe people associate it with base. And if it doesn't have a number, it's too close to base for their comfort. And so I don't, I don't know if that is, that is going to, if it's ever going to come back in a way. So for me, I'd probably stay away from the orange eyes along yeah. with the kaboom. Um, clearly a craze. I've heard more about kabooms this year than I've ever had in my entire life. Um, kaboom Within craze. Last year, I'm assuming is what you're saying. What? As so within the last year, I'm assuming is what you're saying. Correct, correct. It, it so much, so much has been made about kabooms within the last year, um, and I'm sure it's a craze. So I wouldn't be buying it this high. I'd go buy a color blast or a downtown or you know, um, blank slate or whatever other non-numbered thing you can get that maybe hasn't caught the eye of the public 
just yet or has, but is not to the extent that Kaboom has. And then maybe it catches up to Kaboom. Um, so I'd stay away from the Kaboom. So if I had to pick one of the three, I'd go with the Prism Blue. Uh, numbered is always numbered. You can't go wrong with something numbered. Um, and as long as he keeps playing well, maybe it doesn't go drastic, but it will. It should keep bumping up, I would assume. And you or, pointed out, you what did you say? Galactic is a great. Uh, yeah, Ryan pointed out Galactic. So Nate mentioned a comment about non-numbered color. Um, when Nate says that, I'm sure you're referencing stuff that is not super short print, i.e. a Galactic or a Color Blast, stuff like that. You know, Blank Slade, Downtown. Um, those aren't numbered inserts, but they're in Kaboom too, but they're obviously far more rare than an orange ice. Yeah, uh, the case case hit type stuff instead yeah. of uh, uh, orange ice from a hanger box. Uh, Genesis, that's a good question. Genesis is a, is a retail um, case hit for blaster cases. I think it's like one or two per case, depending on if you have a one or two per case uh, proposition there. But I would say... You know, we had a lot of talk about Mosaic in a couple of streams ago. Used to be super sold on it, not as sold on it once they pushed back the release so far for basketball. Football, I think it provides a great opportunity. It actually releases Wednesday. Funny enough that you brought this up right now. Uh, football Mosaic releases Wednesday for this year. Now, the season, regular season's already done. Last year released like, I don't know, it was like beginning of the year, September or uh, October or something. It actually provides a way to buy rookie cards of players early, grade them and sell them within the same season. You can't really do a prism when it releases so late now or optic or selector contenders. Um, now they kind of push it back so far that we're already out of the regular season. You won't see a lot of those rookie quarterbacks playing outside Mac Jones. Um, so I don't really know how I feel about it anymore. It's just, it feels like the release schedule kind of is not helping it at all. Hey, uh, very quick. I, uh, comment. So revolution, you and I, we like revolution. You see cubics out of a hundred um big or, big one. i love cubics out of 100 or uh what's out of 50 again it's the uh it's a wait sorry cubic no cubics out of 50 it's the cosmic that's out of 100 okay um and then and then the sunburst out of 75 do you think maybe that is a play because revolution always sells cheaper than other cards maybe maybe going a step below the prism the uh or the case hits and going into a second tier product, a revolution, something like that, and getting a low numbered thing. I think you have to, because I don't think that you, that everyone sitting here can go and buy that blank slate for a couple thousand dollars or that downtown right. for multiple thousand. The downtowns from one and one, they're so hot too. Like that's a super hot insert. Um, I definitely think that, that the play is you look at court Kings or something and you find what's the cool short print out of there, you know, that's might be cheap. Um, I think that a lot of the times you really do need to do a little bit of work to find cards that are raw that you can also potentially grade. Obviously, PSA is very expensive right now, so a lot of people have just kind of ignored that proposition. For us, we haven't. We went with SGC, and then we further made a partnership from there, and we paid off in big ways so far. Um, $30 to grade a card, and when you multiply it by a lot of different cards you can grade, you really do extract a ton of value out of it. Um, and I, I have been really enjoying it. Actually, I sent on our submission today, a small one, and uh, I definitely think that there's ways to ways to make a play in like a revolution market with a number. And remember that Jaron Jackson Jr. nine point five that ended for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, and it was it was it was uh, out of a hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, it was out of a hundred. Uh, and also, I think that might be on Nate's top of mind because we do have a Dejounte Murray. Also, we're getting greater right now. Sunburst seventy five. So we'll see sure. how that one comes back from SGC. Hopefully, a nine five or a ten. 
but it's just so cheap and it's a it's a product that people like yeah i mean it's not it's not like it's bottom of the barrel product no right no, it's no. not a hoops color do you hey brian i actually was just about to email you brian says miss you guys we need the breaks going again that's i you must have missed a couple of different times i've announced this in different live streams i'm glad you're here right now because i'm dropping a link brian we have been doing the breaks every single tuesday still for the past month only thing is that it's on a new channel it's on the slab Sox breaks channel i just put the link in the description or in the in the chat right now uh be sure to subscribe to that channel brian we we do we still are going live uh every week for the breaks and i know you might just not get that normal notification but they're there and i know oh no worries at all hey definitely don't be sorry for being swamped i can't tell you the amount of people i feel like i have to apologize to for missing texts or missing emails um but hey we, we're excited to see you again in the breaks on slab Sox breaks please everyone subscribe to that channel if you can and want to check out some of uh tomorrow's breaks and we actually have some live right now on slapsocks.com shop i was going to bring that up earlier but since brian brought it up might as well sauce a Quick link here. We got a new product available for soccer. Tops Deco is an on-demand set of the United Kingdom. Technically, like a hobby configuration. It has eight packs in it, on ten, 10 cards per back, an auto per box, and a number card per box. And um, those should be fun. Harvey Elliott's first autograph and first cards, I think. Um, cool. well, for sure, on first auto. Quick, hey, gonna, Go ahead. I'm going to answer this question real, real quick. Uh, so do you guys think flagship baseball is useless now or doesn't hold value? No, I do think there's value in flagship baseball. I think it has decreased. Um, you look at you look at a number of tops update rookies and you the Jared Kelnicks of the world, Jonathan Indias, you'd expect some of their cards to sell for more. Um, but I do think that uh, you're about to see you're about to really be able to find out where the value of tops flagship is when series one releases and Wander Franco releases. Absolutely. Because because people are going to want Wander Franco. And if Series 1 doesn't do well, then you'll know that Flagship is dead and you shouldn't waste your money on it. But if it does really well, then you know that there is a uh, market for it. And I, I myself say, am expecting there to be a market for it. I'd say, like, there's obviously people like Nate who – Nate, Nate, you're always going to open a hanger box, a new product. You're always going to test on to see what's about, right? Oh, yeah. And there's ripping for everyone who loves it. But – I would say versus trying to spend your a lot of money to try to pull a foil or a gold or a numbered of Franco uh, foils should be pretty affordable. I'm assuming out of this set this year and grading them could be, could be good. All right, here we go. We're going to move on. Desmond Bain. He's been amazing. Almost a 400% uh, ROI on the 2020 prism silver raw since uh, six months ago, actually. The only thing is, is that this really shows you how volatile raw sales are. I mean, this chart is all over the place. This is a raw card chart. I'm giving some love to raw cards here. Someone uh, in the past commented on, I think it's Detroit Racket on Instagram. I love that guy. He, he comments, he's like, hey, where's the love for raw cards? Well, here we go. Uh, the only thing is that they're very hard to actually get a good sales data trend on because they're so volatile because of the centering, this, that, everything else. Um, but either way, Desmond Bain's been amazing this year. He's been really, really good. And, and he's actually third or fourth most threes made this in the season two. This chart is in here for one point and one point only. There was a 2018 prison based PSA 10 Jaron Jackson jr. That ended for $15 and 50 cents. Oh. I think yesterday or the day before that, oh. this card a year ago was over 200. The reason why this chart is in here, and this is auction sales only 
is because I am declaring, based off of this chart, that compared to a year ago, base cards are absolutely dead. There's no better chart to show it than this. This is near a 92% drop in value, I think. $15.50. This one's tough to look at if you end up buying JJJ base PSA 10s anywhere over $100 or even $50, I guess, at that point. Um, This is a really, really, what do you say? Or even $30. Yeah, I mean, this is a really tough one to look at. And the reason why I put this in here is because a couple things. We are not going to get back to the days that base card PSA 10s are going to be $200. I don't think we ever will be there ever again. Nate, do you agree with me on that? Not to say oh, that yeah. it can't happen. 100% agree with you. All right. Not to say it can't happen. I mean, you have to be really good. Like Fernando Tatis good for a base like Topps Chrome to be $200. Yeah. And the other point about this chart is that if you bought anywhere along this line over the last year, it probably doesn't feel good. But $15 for a base PSA 10, if you're a budget card buyer, there's plenty of people out there who cannot spend you know over $100 on a card, over $200 on a card, whatever it might be. Hey, there's a player out there who has actually a potential big future in your budget buying this just seems like such an easy opportunity now you can take 10 15 dollars pay less nearly not even a fraction of what it costs a great card ps pay, pay a tenth of what it costs or a, oh i guess it's not 150 dollars anymore but you get my point i get your point and i'm not saying this is the exact card i'm not saying prison base is the exact card just cards like this um a couple of good games or you get traded like bobo and that card's going from $15 to $40 overnight. I am very curious because it seems like no matter how well Jaron Jackson Jr. does, it will always be Jaw's team. And now I feel like it's going to be Jaw and Desmond Bain's team as opposed to Jaron Jackson Jr. And he's going to get relegated to the DeAndre Ayton role of well, being see, kind of like I mean, forgotten about. I, I think that you definitely are onto something there. I like JJJ a lot. I know you do too. Let's hope that there's room for all three because we got a couple cards of them. So. Some rare, I, some rare ones at that. I liked him from the moment I watched him at Michigan State, and I saw him do a couple things in a game that were very Giannis-esque. And I thought for sure he was going to be a star. And then he had a bunch of injuries. He still could be a star, but I guess what it goes to show you is that don't base everything off of some flashes of talent in college. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. You never know, right? I mean – I know that he's not the exact same as Giannis because Giannis starts playing basketball so late in, in his life. Mm-hmm. But it took him, took him a few years to really get going, too. You know, sometimes that happens to players. True. All right. And, and uh, I do believe I do believe Jaron Jackson Jr. was the youngest player in his draft class. That is that is facts. And he's younger than a lot of guys in the 2019 draft class, too. Like, he's younger than John Morant. I'm pretty sure about that. That's crazy. Let me look that up while you're talking about this. All right, look that up. I could be – I'm, I'm probably wrong on that now that I think about it. Look it up. He, he's pretty close up. Uh, next thing I want to show, though, is that, like, this is not just Jaron Jackson Jr. This is clearly a p- prison-based PSA 10. Um, I don't want people to get into the mindset that just because a player's chart is down 80 90%, the player's been awful. Because if you look at his national treasures, what, what Nate? A month. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a month younger than John Morant. I'm correct? That's awesome. You are correct. That's awesome. All right, but hey, Nate, listen up to this because I want to point out because you know how you're we're talking about JJJ. We're looking at this chart down 90%. You bring up, okay, well, he's the third option as of right now behind you know John Desmond Bain. What happens from here? 
I want to point out that this is not indicative of just all that stuff, sports stuff that Nate was talking about. Because you look at his National Treasures RPA from January 20th, January 14th, that's around an $1,800 card of 2020. I just realized that's 2020. I thought this said 2021. This is pretty irrelevant at this point because this, this is now two years ago where those base PSA 10s were probably far cheaper. My point is, is that over the last now two years, his RPAs are up double. Or just about, yeah, up double from what they were two years ago. So there's still increases over the last two years for his RPAs. Um, I, I completely botched that, though. I thought that said 2021. It didn't. Either way, still a fun little tidbit there. All right, we're at 40 minutes, and I actually think that this is going to be enough time for this because it is really just a chart of slide here. Uh, but we're on to now, like, the main part. Even though we're kind of covering it the entire time, right? Like the rookie card deal. We're kind of covering it the whole time. Um, but this is really, really what prompts this here. Uh, Magic uh, and was pointing out something, asking Nate something about Bowman's best. Him, him and Dwayne were, and I am sorry to say, I have almost no thoughts on Bowman's best. It's not my um. Well, you can you can DM me. I can look into it, and you can DM me. But uh, I have not done a ton of research because I just am not that big of a fan of Bowman's best. Nate, did you see that? There, Beckett is. Yeah, they're grading them rookies. I think that's stupid as can be. Uh, Beckett Beckett shouldn't get to decide what is a rookie and what isn't. If if the company itself doesn't make it a rookie, then I don't think Beckett should have the power to make it a rookie. And they, they're calling the 2021 Franco Bowman's best rookie? Is that, so, is that is that what they're doing? Did you hear me? Or can you not hear me? I, I can hear you. I, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, this is this is the meat of, of the pod here now, I guess. Uh this all starts from the 2018 Prism Silver Tom Brady PSA 10. It's like a pop 13 or something out there. So for $25,200 in the December uh, Premier Auction through PWCC, in the same exact auction, literally you could be staring at these exact two cards right next to each other. Someone paid more for the Brady Silver PSA 10 versus the 2000 Bowman Chrome Brady PSA 10 rookie card. Tough grade, a lot of them produced versus the Silvers, which are far more scarce, but... And when I say a lot produced, I don't mean like an insane amount, but I mean less than this 2018 Prism Silver. It's over 21,600. So this gets us going a couple weeks back. All right, which one do you buy? It gets like hundreds of comments, and a lot of people are just roasting the Silver Prism PSA 10 like Nate does. Nate is the number one hater for 18th and 20th year Brady and LeBron cards. The number one hater. He should just wear a crown that says big hater or something. I don't know. That's true. So Do not enjoy the fad. Then we bring we bring this all up today now. I mean, that was a couple oh. of weeks ago. But because of this particular debate, that 2020 Prism Gold, the tribute LeBron where he did the, the Kobe dunk, uh, PSA 9 gold out of 10, sold for $204,000 through Golden on Saturday night. PWCC Premier Auction had a BGS 10 Tom Brady pristine rookie, Pop 13, numbered out 1250. There's only 13 BGS 10s out there. Sell for two hundred four grand, which is a lot of money as well, but the same exact price as the Prism Gold. So we put up a poll on Instagram. I text Nate about the poll, and Nate goes, "If it's anything more than thirty percent, I'm gonna freak out on the live or something like that." And it actually ended at seventy thirty exactly. Seventy percent picked the Brady, thirty percent picked the LeBron. If you're in the chat right now, drop us a comment. Would you rather have the Brady BGS ten Pop thirteen rookie from SP Authentic out of twelve fifty? Or the LeBron Gold out of 10 PSA 9 from 2020 Prism. That What's LeBron the pop Gold, on the Brady? It's pop 13. Is there any pop higher? Any black labels? That's a good question. I don't know that answer. 
Right. Um, it's and it's impossible to find out what Beckett's uh being able, being able to see their Papa reports. Yeah. Um, for me, this just blows it blows my mind. Now, I would never have an, the problem for spending two hundred four thousand on this either way. So it's like. However, somebody wants to spend their money is how they want to spend their money. If they want to spend it on LeBron and somebody else wants to spend it on LeBron up to two hundred four thousand, then you get a two hundred four thousand price dollar price tag. So I get it. But for me, uh, we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, far better than almost any other quarterback that's in every stat. LeBron is good. He's very good. He's probably second, first, however you want to debate it. NBA player of all time, but he doesn't have the championships or the statistics or the longevity that Tom Brady does. And then you add in the fact that this is a rookie. It is numbered. It is a BGS 10. It is a low pop of 13. And the LeBron is just from his 18th year and a PSA nine. And yeah, I get that it's gold and I get that it's the Kobe uh, tribute dunk, but Man, there's, there's, you, you could hold a gun to my head and I still wouldn't buy it. Do you know what's crazy? Is that both of these sales, the Prism Silver PSA 10 Brady and the Gold Lab 10 PSA 9 LeBron, I've got a very good feeling that both of the people that won this, won each of these cards, I don't, not the same person, but whoever bought them, I think that their goal was to make the entire run of Tom Brady Prism Silvers. There's only like 11 or 13 on one of those two numbers for PSA 10s out there. And they want all, all of them to be PSA 10s. And for this gold LeBron, someone who bought it is one of the people that are putting together the full LeBron gold run from 2012 till now. And that's what happens. And that's how you get these higher price tags is when you have physically 10 to 13 copies of something that can give you a set. And when there's more than five people chasing after that set, because for these LeBrons, you don't know how many are going to sit in boxes. You don't know how many are going to sit in collections or whatever it might be. You got to get them when they come up for sale. And the fact that there's a PSA 10 of this card, the LeBron, that's going to sell on Leland Auctions on the 29th, it's, it's already at like $160,000 with 20 days left. If a PSA 9 sold for 204K and the PSA 10 is a pop one, I'm thinking like 500, 600 grand on that thing. Anyone that is trying to get that set, the Gold Lab 10 LeBron set, that doesn't have. Sometimes you think, well, if you have two hundred five thousand dollars to spend on a card, you probably have five hundred thousand dollars to spend on a card. <laughs> but anyone who does, didn't want to pay up for that PSA ten, I'm sure it's going to be a super competitive bidding for that item. Um, it's good, it was probably trying to buy us this PSA nine. So that's what, how I can rationalize it. And uh, peeps, as collectors, drive the hobby. But uh, sure. man, 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 yeah, that's crazy. And and again, I don't want to poo-poo. You know, I've 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 had a lot of thoughts about 18th year cards, and I don't want to poo-poo on anybody that you know wants those cards because a collect what you like, especially if it's personal collection stuff. If you like LeBron, I get it. I mean, I would collect if a Ryan Braun had a Prism Gold pop up from the year 2020, and it was a hot commodity and I had the money for it. Yeah. I'd buy it. Cause I love Ryan Braun. Right. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. But for me, you would never, you would never catch me. And I, I like LeBron, but you would never catch me spending 204,000 on a 18th year. This is interesting. We've got some contradicting takes here. So I, I mentioned that I think that the gold LeBron sold so high because people are trying to make the LeBron gold run. 
Uh, Doncic, the one said, no one is making a gold set. Sorry, it's just going to be an iconic shot, but that's it, and it's LeBron. Michael, two comments later, three comments later, says, wouldn't be shocked if Nat bought that LeBron. He's trying to complete the prism gold set from 2012 to 2020. So, <laughs> I don't know which one's fact, but I, I do really do think that someone is trying to complete the gold run. It may be more than one person, too, which is why this happens. You think somebody's else, trying but... to complete the Tom Brady rookie BGS 10 run? No, there's just way more than 13 people that want a BGS 10 yeah, cup. Hear, hear me out. I think this is the new one. You get a BGS 10 of every single Tom Brady rookie card that's ever existed. Easy. Own the entire pop. Yep. Um, Gabriel says, Nate, please don't poo-poo on LeBron. Well, Nate just did plenty of poo-pooing on LeBron. That cannot be taken back. <laughs> I also said I like LeBron. Actually, if you want to hear poo-pooing on LeBron, if Magic's still in the comments, I'm sure Magic is plenty to say. Magic probably left after I said, I like LeBron. He probably stormed out of the chat. That's very possible. Very possible. All right, moving on here. So now what we're going to do is we're going to look at a multitude of different non-rookie card sales versus rookie card sales. First, we'll cover the non-rookie cards. Then we'll move into the rookie cards. Two players for this example is Giannis and LeBron. Sorry, Giannis and Brady. Um, I don't really want to use LeBron. There's far more exciting sales for, for Giannis. So that's why I did that. And I love Giannis more, way more than LeBron. So here we are. Nate, fine. In a row. Yeah, one last thing. Will said, also Magic is still here. Uh, the LeBron card so bad he looks like a small G.I. Joe. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I do like it. A I lot like of people too. hate how small he is in the picture, but I kind of like it. I like it too. Honestly, if you made it any bigger, it'd be very hard to actually capture this image in this card. You would have to use it vertically, and it could still be cool, but the original viral image of this went viral because of how it looked like he was in the stadium by himself, like kind of like by himself dunking it. So I like it too. All right, now we're on to Giannis. And this is his PSA 10 Kaboom, which sold for an all-time high last night through Golden Auctions for $7,800. Now this card sold less than a month ago through Golden for twenty. $800? And since last year, this went up $6,175 at 380% increase. I don't know, honestly, who bought this last night. And I don't know how many are going to become available in the near future. But I, and maybe I'm just salty because I had this exact card. I bought it for $80 from Brock as a raw card. I graded it, got a PSA 10. I flipped it for $1,150. Um, and I know there's none available of this card on eBay right now. But man, I cannot understand how in less than a month this thing just about triples in price. I really don't. Um, but that's what happened here with the Kaboom. So Kaboom craze, still here. Uh, we just talked about the John Rant earlier. If anyone has any type of insight on how this thing sold for this much last night, please let me know because I am I am pretty bamboozled by this sale, and I called Nate right away. I was like, Nate, this is insane. Um, and if anyone's wondering the pop of this, it's a pop 31. And since September, this there's only been four added to the pop report. That's actually quite a few for you know. Four since September. Yeah, four, 2018. Five, Giannis Kaboom. Yeah, that's a lot. Four more that's of them added. That is a ton. That's more than I was expecting. I was expecting like two or one, or none, or none. Yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Print run and Kabooms very hard to tell. Um, definitely a couple hundred on these 2018 that were for, through the Panini Awards set. It all depends on what set is released through Crown Royale, Excalibur, Innovation. Like, there's just so many different sets that they released. Oh, this through. is a reward set? Yeah, this was the reward. But that, that set's hot, dude. That included five different sports, and, and people love that set. Plus, it was the first oh, one. 
Um, what do you think has a higher print run, the Kabooms or like the White Sparkle? That's also a reward set. I know oh. the White Sparkle is rumored to be twenty. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's true. Well, just from that, there's thirty-one of these PSA tens. I mean, there's at least a couple hundred. Kabooms. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Duh. Between between all the raw, the PSA graded, the BGS graded, SGC graded. I mean, there's got to be at least two two hundred. If there's thirty-one, if there's thirty-one, okay, so there's thirty-two PSA nines of this card. There's 31 PSA 10s. 63. There, there is 16 BGS 9.5s. 79. There's 14 BGS 9s. 93. And there's 5 PSA 8s. 99. 98. Okay. So there has to be at least 100 raw out there, right? One would imagine. One would imagine. Maybe not. Maybe there's not 100 raw. Maybe everyone's getting them graded, but then there'd be PSA 5s and seven, not 5s, maybe. But you get well, if it's, a pre, if it's a Panini reward pack maybe they took great care at making sure that cards were in good shape by the way i want to i want to do a quick screen share here and, and plug this uh plug card ladder here because i i talk a lot about how great card ladder is but i really want to show it here um they just asked me what's the pop on the on the the Giannis set or the Giannis kaboom rewards and so we got the psa 10 here it says 31 right this is the chart increase I looked at to see how the pop has increased since September 2nd when this card started to get tracked, the pop report on card ladder. is at 27 on September 2nd, increases to 31 on January 10th. Okay, now I want to go and look at how many else there are. So you click BGS 9.5, it instantly tells you 9.5 pop on it, it's 16. And I will tell you, this is so much easier than going to find the BGS pop on your own. It'll take you about like 20 minutes to find it. PSA 9, 32. You just click this grade thing to change the grade. BGS 9, 14. And PSA 8.5. So that's how we got to 100 right there. That quick with card ladder. Um, I dropped the link earlier, but hit the link in the description if you want to sign up because you can do all these fun things. You know, view all-time sales history for these cards. Here's the PSA 10 we're talking about right now. Um, here's the one-year chart on it. But uh, quite quite crazy stuff you can do this quick. Uh, a good point. C2C sports yeah. cards. An issue you run into with counting pops is resubmission crossovers. So always hard to uh, know what true counts are out there. And that's that's fair. You know, how many how many of those BGS 9.5s have been crossed to PSA 10s in the last in the last, you know, year, two year, year and a half? Or 9.5s that were crossed to PSA 9s. Yeah. Because so, I got to um, imagine, I got to imagine if you're sitting on a 9.5 and you're like, this seems like a good cross, you're probably going to do it if you think you can go from a $1,500 card to a $3,000 card. I, I agree with you on that. And I also uh, am glad that C2C pulled that up, made, made that comment because yep. uh, that, that's good to know. But I will say that it's got to be between 100 and 200 then. Uh, Brian said, we just need Carlyle to get more soccer cards on there. Bro, I agree and I am working on that. So, Brian, I'll do my best to hope that uh, soccer cards uh, get added at a very fast rate, hopefully over the next few months for Carlyle as they prepare for the World Cup. Because we will track so many cards, uh, soccer cards to card later then. Okay, so moving on. This is the On the Horizon Gold Op 10 PSA 9 of Giannis. This bad boy is started at $1,000 on March 22nd. And the last sale was over, to, it was $2,700. I think it's through the PWCC. Uh, December Wait, is that only two sales? Two, nay, it's out of 10. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Out of 10 for a PSA 9 for that specific grade. It's a pop one, two, I think. So this might be the same card that was flipped. So it went up $1,674 in the in the past year. The most recent sale happening, like I said, the PWCC monthly auction on December 13th for $2,700. That's a 163% rate of growth ROI over that amount of time, 
which is big. Like, that's big. I mean, Nate, imagine buying a card and making over double your money over the last year. There's a lot of cards in the marketplace, I'd say, like. You lost a ton of money. Yeah. Especially especially January, February, March of last year, April, when the cards were just ramping up. Yep. And this was a March 22nd sale. So oh, this wow. type of thing, like, goodbye. Whoever bought that and flipped it, you did well. You spent money in the right place. All right, here's another non-rookie. His Kaboom PSA 9. Plus 1,565. This is the 2016 Excalibur Giannis Kaboom. I believe that this is his first Kaboom that was ever made from 2016. I'm pretty sure about that. This is plus 343 or 344% ROI. Last sale happened August 1st. I would very much so guess that this card would sell for much higher than this if this sold again recently. This is as of August 1st. So this could be well above $1,565 in uh, ROI. Or not return on, well, yes, I guess, profit, I should say. So that's the honest is kaboom. Up big, that's the point. All right, now we're on to Brady. We got Brady PSA 10 silver. Nate, what was the trend here? What could you tell? Everything's going up. Yeah. Rare? Good one. Rare is good. That's what I've learned today. Here we go. Tom Brady, 2009 silver, PSA 10. Actually, I want to respond to this comment quick from Henry H. Uh, why all content about modern and ultra-modern cards? Let's go back to super rare 90s parallels and inserts of Jordan and Kobe. I will point out, yes, a lot of our content is the post-2003 cards. I would say 90% of our content needs probably post-2003 cards. Um, very little of it's 90s or before. Most likely you're talking you know, Kobe rookies or Jordan rookies. If, if we are talking about pre cards like that, a lot of that just has to do with who we are and our company structure. Um, and you look at Chris and Josh and Christina from card ladder. A lot of their discussions are about Kobe rookies or Kobe, not just Kobe, but Kobe, Jordan, all these other, you know, nineties inserts and stuff, because that's the stuff that they grew up collecting. We grew up collecting 2003 till now cards um of these types of players so that's why i'm pointing that out but also i do agree with you that there's definitely room for talk about it i'm not saying we aren't going to talk about it i'm just saying like for us that's just wasn't what we grew up with necessarily but it is obviously a very sought after part of the market bouncing over this brady 2019 prism silver psa 10 double in value in, in 2021 well a year until today it's up to 700 now not a rookie card but it's rare, I believe. I need to find the exact pop. It's not as rare as a 2018, but it is a pop 35. So it's about three times as not rare. Three times less scarce. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, that's where we're at on the 2019 Brady. Now we've got the 2020 Absolute Kaboom PSA 9, which I think is a goofy card. This looks super Photoshopped. I know that these are like kind of cartoonized images anyways. But he was not mm -hmm. playing with the Buccaneers by the time of this card release, I don't think. Uh, PSA 9 Kaboom started at just about $400 at the start of 2021. And we're talking $3,800 of the last sale. It's about a 900% bucks because a Buccaneers rookie. Big quotation marks there. Technically the Buccaneers rookie 2000. Well, more like not technically the Buccaneers rookie 2020. Uh, absolute kaboom here. PSA 9, that's just insane. That is insane. $400, hey, $3,800. Quick, yeah. quick thing. I appreciate how the bots aren't even trying anymore. Russian. 
like at least get a at least get a American name in there, right? Yeah, definitely avoid uh avoid the bots if you can. Yeah. All right. Next after this Brady Kaboom, I guess I have to scroll down now. Here it is, the PSA 10 silver which was $735 as of October 25th, 2020, which was the last sale before this 25,001. And this was your biggest ROI gainer of all these non-rookie cards. 3,328% for $24,000 or $25,000 in growth. Can Just, you imagine being the person that on October 25th there of 2020 spent $735 on this card? And you were probably called an idiot at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and now you're looking and you're like, man, if that guy sold it here or even anything between here to here... <laughs> Just absolutely unbelievable. So um, is somebody doing the 2012 to 2021 uh, silver set too? That's what I said earlier. That was my oh. guess. It, what, what's the pop on this one? Thir- uh, 11, I think. It's 11. 11. Let's see. I'll find it in like a second here. Thanks, Carl Ladder. It's 13. So it was 13. Um, get this, Nate. There's been two added since July 22nd, 2021. Since this sale, there's been none added. The 25 grand sale. And it's it's kind of hard to get your hands on 2018 product because that's Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Yes. Yeah, so that's not going to be cheap. Expensive. It's expensive stuff. Yeah. All right. So now let's start. Do you think that matters? Do you think that has a has a role in it? Like, well, say, instead of, tw- instead of a 2018 silver, say 2019 silver Tom Brady was a pop 11. Do you think it would be as high as priced or because the product is a lot cheaper to get because Kyler Murray's the only good quarterback in that set instead of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen to an extent Baker Mayfield? Um, do you think that you, if they were the same pop and the same like short printedness, do you think it would be the same price or because of the expensiveness of 2018 product to get your hands on, it boosts this price up? It's hard to say because 2018 was a year earlier. Um, if it was the reverse situation where it's like the 2019 is more expensive, that'd be interesting. I also think that 2018 prism is very sought after because a lot of people were entering into or starting to collect the Lucas and the trays and stuff at this time and the Josh Allen's and the Lamar's. And it just made this set very collectible versus like a 2016 or 2017. Remember how you talk about all the time, the baseball cards from that era, just like 2015, just don't do anything. Makes me think of this similar similar situation here. Although this uh, Super Bowl jersey is an interesting thing pointed out by, excuse me, Gabriel. Very interesting. Super Bowl jersey on Brady right there with the Patriots. I think it's, that's it's cool. last, last Super Bowl with the Patriots too. But uh, that is obviously a very, uh, you know, when you start to write the the notes below the card of all these things, these random things, then it gets a little bit like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I think it's cool. All right, now we're finally getting to the rookie cards. So in the same amount of time as this Brady, obviously this thing's much more scarce. You couldn't, like, stack a ton of these things, right? Like, couldn't sit there and say, give me uh, $7,000 worth of these Bradys. The twenty. So, like, this Brady rookie PSA 10 was worth $7,100 on, uh, it was, like, October 1st or something right in that range. This Brady Silver was $735. You could not go and buy 10 of these at the time. But if you did buy 10 of them, you would have crushed your ROI that you would have had with the rookie, as this was 170% ROI. So after over the last you know, year and a half, this non-rookie plus this non-rookie will outpace this rookie. 
Now we're going to look at the autographics. I want to pull up an on-card auto here. This card gained $4,700 in profit since February of 2021. 180% ROI, started at $2,600, now at $7,300. That's quite the substantial gain. Still, imagine if I told you, if you're holding this autograph, and I told you that some random dude just made like three times as much money as you buying up like three Kaboom PSA 9s. How do you feel? Very angry. Yeah, exactly. You know, you would not be happy knowing that you spent 2600 bucks at one Brady autograph, but you just got crushed. I mean, okay, you'd have to be happy you made $4,700, right? Like, let's not, I'm not trying to downplay that at all. That's awesome. But we're talking a non-rookie insert here from 2020. Like, I just can't, I can't fathom that one, Nate. We're talking auto PSA 9 here. I mean, we're really talking a 20, 20th year card. That's crazy. I wonder what is going to happen to Tom Brady's when it's all said and done. And and maybe he has a press tour or, a, you know, a, a Derek Jeter type tour when he's done. Or David Ortiz type tour when he's done. Maybe he doesn't. Um, but I can't wait to see what Tom Brady last year cards do. You know, and I want to point 2023, out. 2023, 2024, silvers. Oh, yeah. Or at least the rare stuff. You know, silvers might not be that rare by that point. Uh, That's true. This, this sale was July 11th, 2021, okay? Like, this was during the summer, right? Anyone that wanted to pay more for this card now because he's clearly still playing very well, this would probably sell higher than that. And people are saying, you know, college jersey, not pro jersey, but there are not many pro jersey autographs of Brady. I don't think it really matters that much because you're talking, like, how many people can go out there and buy contenders to Brady autograph? Not that many at all. What, what happens if um, you just hate Michigan, though? Like me, yeah. A lot of yeah, people hate Michigan. I wouldn't buy it. This is, I mean, pretty cool card though. I think it's like a cool looking card aside from the Michigan uh, jersey. So then, next up, we've got our Giannis rookie cards here, and this is another interesting one because both these two sold their gold in this past weekend. Green PSA ten set a record of forty five thousand dollars for a Giannis rookie green. If anyone remembers or tracked us over the summer when we were doing our charity auction for Kessum. We have one of these cards donated by Shine150 and 72 Woodwood72. Amazing guys. I uh, did some big things for the kids, and this card sold for $15,700 around there. If you look on the chart here, the blue line, our sale for the kids uh, covered the timeline. I believe it was this one. It was actually pushed. Well, no, that's 20. I believe it was this one right here. No, that's too low. It didn't sell for under 15. I think it is this one right here. Um and as you can see, it went through a little bit of dip after the charity auction, but my goodness gracious, it just passed the 2013 Prism Silver PSA 10 Giannis Rookie. This card, the Silver PSA 10 started at, I think it was like 29000 this past year, and now it's 31000 The Giannis Green started at like 12K, and now it's 45K. I just absolutely cannot believe how much this card sold for? I really can't. It's half the pop. It's 36 versus 75. But my goodness, I, that's just such a big gain. Man, I really oh, man. wish that, that R sold for 45 for the kids. But that that's basically the point here is that how many how many more kids could we have sent to college for an extra 30 grand? To college? Not many. Or not college. Uh <laughs> zero kids. Zero kids to college for an extra 30 grand. Uh no, to camp. Uh a lot. And Peep says color match bucks, and that is true. It is color match bucks, which is why I'm so excited to get that card in for the charity auction. 
But um, to see a green outsole of silver from that era is insane. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's a big deal, I think. And we'll definitely be sharing this to Instagram within the coming days. Um, have shared a lot of really expensive cards to Instagram recently, so kind of want to get back um, and uh, do some uh, lower dollar coverage. But, yeah, it's pretty crazy to me. And then if you look at this one here, it's 2013 Prestige Auto BGS 9.5, 52% ROI plus $647. That's within the last year. The same time frame that, let's say, his Kaboom or his, yeah, his Kaboom PSA 10 gained six grand. And we're talking rookie auto here of Giannis's Greek signature. It's just pretty wild to see. It's just wild. I mean, it's, just, it's I, I, I think that this is the last. This is the last slide for the rookie cards. It's just crazy to see over the last year. We're talking big rookie cards of these players. This is not small. Like Brady Bowman Chrome PSA ten. Brady on card auto. Giannis twenty thirteen. It is a prestige auto. It's a nine five, and it's his Greek auto. But that's still a big deal. And we're talking about these inserts here that went through this crazy, I would call it, social boom. I mean, Nave, there's no social media. Those kabooms aren't selling for that much at card shows, but not at social media, you know? And we're witnessing these cards that are from 5th, 7th, 8th, 13th, 20th year, whatever year they are, just destroying rookie cards in ROI over last year. Well, you know how I feel about it. I know, I know. And the reason why I bring this up is because I think a lot of people out there could look at the Kabooms and say, well, they're just going to get hotter. But, Nate, when we were at this point for Brady right here at this peak, and this would also include LeBron and Kobe and all these other players. Now, Brady has recovered a little bit better than than those guys. A lot of people could say, wow, this is just going to get higher, right? And they Mm -hmm. didn't. They end up falling from the peak. Now, the difference here is that the other the stuff that's getting really hot now they're rare. This Brady is like a pop. Uh, there's let me see. There are a thousand one hundred five of these Bradys, right? So it's not it's not your PSA ten Kaboom Yas. That's a pop thirty five. But still, just because something is exploding in price like this Kaboom PSA 9 does not mean this card's going to be $7,000 by the end of this year. This card could be $1,500 by the end of this year. We don't know. I don't know. I, I can't make a call right now. Well, when he loses in the playoffs and not even the uh, NFC championship round, it's going to drop. A lot of people, I'm sure, are going to give you a hassle for that, but I will agree with you. <laughs> um, my I guess what my whole theory here is that be careful – Jumping in on markets have already gained this much value over the last year. Could these go further? Could this PSA 9 end up being $10,000 in, I don't know, a year and a half? Maybe. Could it be $1,500? Yes. Do we know which way it's going to go? No. But all we know is that at least like a rookie like this Giannis, you know, steady growth. There's not, there's not much volatility. It's not huge explosions. It's not huge dips. But uh, this is – the proven historical environment is rookie autos. You know, like this card's not that high supply. This Giannis Prestige 2013 auto BGS 9.5. Um, I wouldn't recommend going and buying the thousands upon thousands PSA 10 pop report cards. I'm not saying that, but there's a healthy medium to where maybe we are at that point where a couple of these cards, i.e. this Kaboom PSA 10 Giannis, especially this last sale, might just be a little overinflated. 
you're not going to get a disagreement from me. And uh, I don't know how people feel about that. If you don't drop a comment right now, do you feel like that these non-rookie card markets are overinflated right now? Because I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that you can keep pace with a seven hundred dollar twenty nineteen Prism Silver PSA ten Brady, but we'll see. What's interesting is that you know we've seen the two thousand eight LeBron Choctaws or the two thousand eight Kobe LeBron card, right? We saw those spike drastically and drop back down. Um, it's weird that uh, for you know something I mean? as loved as that, it's weird to see other things now spiking. Do you similar. want me to show you a graph of the LeBron that you're talking about? Yeah. All right, I'm going to live pull up a graph of the LeBron. And I'm not taking the refractor. The refractor is not numbered. I'm going to share a graph from Car Letter on the orange out of 499 PSA 10. This is his orange out of 499 PSA 10. Most recent sales, $8,305 on November 30th, 2021. Over the last year, this is down 1535. Now, 1535 and 15.6% is like nothing compared to Actually, why don't I use a compare tool? There you go. Good idea, Aaron. Compare tool via car ladder right now. This is virtually nothing compared to his 2003 Topps Chrome Base PSA 10. The base PSA 10 is obviously the green line, goes up to 43K, drops all the way down to 11K. The other one, the orange, starts at 22K, drops down to, wait, nope, just kidding, sorry. I mean, it starts at 9,840, drops to 8,305. As you can see, we're talking 15% drop versus 43% drop. But still, like, that's not, that's not like kaboom times three, you know? Like, it's just, like it's just weird to me how we've already had we've already had this type of this type of boom, not kaboom, but boom for um certain types of cards inside the basketball sphere, and now we're watching random 2018, 2020 kabooms spike in price. If I've learned anything from specifically the blue line down there, it's that if I have one of those cards, I'm selling and finding the next thing to spike. You're selling this. No, 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 no. I'd be selling a kaboom. I'd probably be buying buying that if I was oh. selling a kaboom instead. Yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely agree there. I mean, why would you not? Let's see. Why not? This is perfect, actually. Kaboom LeBron PSA 10. Um, yeah, that's actually gone down in price. Yeah, I mean, this one started at 17.5K. Maybe it's just a LeBron thing. Maybe LeBron's not the best person to to look at this one very much so follows the base PSA 10 line. I don't know. That's a good thought, Nate. I'm not sure. This one's a pop 17. That's far fewer than the Giannis. Can you believe that the last wait a second? Dude, this is getting really weird right now. January 9th. This, yeah, this is weird, bro. This is not, we're doing some live discovery here, everyone. This is, I don't understand this one. You're telling me that this is what we're looking at right now for Giannis and LeBron? Sold same day, same price almost? Yep. Let me zoom in for anyone that can't see it. Are they both golden auctions? They're both – they have – I'm very much so assuming, so I can verify that really quick here. 
Do you think somebody's just powering through and getting their, uh, getting their, uh, yeah. Oh, we know. No, no, no. eBay. Interesting. Wait, what in the world? One sold through golden on Saturday for 5,400. Oh, that's why that's the weird little like, yeah, that's the sale right here. So that was the same day. The unless Yan sold last night, so a day after because they do two closing nights. What? <laughs> I don't under I can't understand this at all. And I'm a huge Yan's fan. I just don't understand. If someone's watching a podcast, you can't see or listen, sorry, listening on podcasts, you can't see what's going on here. And I probably should talk through this. But LeBron Kaboom PSA 10, start of the year at 18K. Most recent sales, eBay bust offer 8,000 yesterday, but there's a golden sale of 5,400 on the 8th. And then for Giannis, it started at 1625 on January 20th, 2021. And last night, it sold for 7,800 on auction, which we talked about earlier. It was just insane to me. And uh, that's where we're at. Hey, uh, long live Sam Dunks. Oh, yeah. Love our guy, Sam. Love our guy, Sam. All right, to end the stream really quick, shout out to Slapzack Breaks tomorrow. Slapzack.com slash shop. We just listed some 2021 Tops Champions League deco. A really cool set. Looks like a really old cinema, like with the lettering and stuff. Very cool cards. Uh, it's $50 per pack because there are only eight cards per box. Or sorry, eight packs per box. One autograph, one parallel. And there's some big autographs in there. And we have very limited stock available, by the way. Like I literally have two boxes right here. We listed one of them. Um, normally I've got more than two boxes when something goes live, but this product's pretty scarce. So only have eight packs available. Um, go ahead and check out slabstock.com slash shop. And Sharpshooter says it's called Chilling Aaron. And yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know, obviously, for sure. But something just doesn't seem right about that Kaboom Giannis PSA 10 sale. It just doesn't seem right to me at all. And also, if you are looking to get into a huge soccer break, Eminence is still live. We are uh, approaching... Uh, the break of that, I hope. So if you do want to check it out, go on to slapsex.com slash shop and grab a spot in our big eminence case break sealed case uh, available for a spot right now in that for a random card. Hey, any closing thoughts? And we'll shut down today. Stream area hour 20. Um, Very, uh, very interesting day. Very interesting to see a bunch of random cards. I wouldn't have known were so expensive that were so expensive that that makes sense. Like I would never have known that um, some of those Tom Brady's were going for that higher price. Seems absurd to me, but it's nice to, it's nice to remember that if that's, if there's something like that, that is that high, go find the next thing. I agree. And uh, magic said, any design samples, Aaron uh, magic here is the Harvey Elliott prodigy auto from the set. Number 49. It's a beautiful card. I mean, the gold etching on that thing, the foil is super sick. Uh, I, I really like this, the design. Of the what's, set. Uh, what's going on with that beard? It is a little chin strappy. Is it not? It's not a great beard. Nate's, great beard. Hard Nate's got a, Nate's got a big boy. <laughs> He's probably looking at me and saying, what's going on with that hair? I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I say to you all the time. Uh, Magic says, Mahalo, Aaron and Nate, and Peep says, thanks, fellas. See you next time. And that, that is it. You know, I, for as for closing thoughts on, on it, um, don't get don't get too hyped up on stuff that goes up too quickly in price. It's very easy to lose money on something if you buy it too high. And I think that's one of the most important things. Now, keep in mind, every single card at one point had a peak sale that was less than the previous one until it is the literal peak like a 200 some dollar 300 dollar jaron jackson jr psa 10 right like 
to get up to 200, someone sold at 15, someone sold at 50, someone sold at 75, 80, all the way up to 200. Um, it's hard to know. It's really hard to know. So just do your due diligence. Keep looking. Uh, card ladder, huge tool for today's episode. Would really recommend signing up. Like we just found an in, insane amount of information, time saved. It is uh, $15 a month or it is a price break for the yearly. I think it's you get like two months free if you sign up for the yearly. Um, so check that out. Link in the description to to find out or to go sign up for an account. Uh, we'd really appreciate if you use that link. It mean, mean a lot. We are affiliate for Card Ladder. Um, so we'd appreciate that support. Um, but for, for now, that's it. And uh, for next time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Monday YouTube Live, we will see you then. And uh, thank you, every, everyone, for watching. And uh, big game tonight, actually. Bama and Georgia yeah. National Championship game. So National enjoy. What do you say? I said, yeah, National Championship. 7 o'clock. Football tonight. And Nate, who's your pick? Georgia. Georgia. Bama. Yeah, no, I'm Georgia too. Go Georgia. And uh, everyone, we'll see you back at 6 p.m. Eastern time next week on the YouTube Live.